Academy, and uh, we're so excited to be here with James Brennan, who is one of our alum, as well as an individual looking at a major career shift. I'll let him tell you what uh, he's all about and what his what his uh, career path has been thus far. But James, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. It's really my pleasure. You know, I've uh, have nothing but uh, but good things to say about the academy, and it's uh, it's really a pleasure to be able to to you know keep these connections going uh, as I head into this this new career. You know, as you alluded to, and the reason whole reason I'm here, obviously, is um, you know I made a very significant career change. Um, you know, pretty late in uh, my prior career. Uh, to pursue something in the construction industry. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, graduated from law school in 1991 and worked as an attorney, um, really wound my practice down starting in 2018 and uh, you know didn't bring it completely to close until middle of 2019. So, you know, a good 28 years as a yeah. practicing attorney. Um, yeah. And in that time, I worked a lot with builders and developers, um, both here in Colorado and also in California. Mm-hmm. And I came to realize the time that I enjoyed most uh, working as an attorney were the, were the times that I was working closely with those clients. And particularly, it was great, you know, getting out on their job sites. And, you know, unfortunately, in that context, it was almost always trying to figure out some kind of a construction defect issue that had come up. Um, But I really enjoyed that time. And as I as I reached this um, period in my life, I was about uh, going on 50 years old when I started thinking about making this change. Um, You know, at, at that point, I, I figured, you know, my, uh, my daughter's heading off to college. Um, I can sort of start uh, winding down my, my practice a little bit, living a little bit leaner if, if I was going to make a change um, and still have a meaningful period of time for a new career. You know, it was mm-hmm. kind of now or never. And mm-hmm. that was the thinking that led to me starting to look into the academy and, and putting together what, uh, what I originally envisioned as a two-year plan for the transition ended up being a little bit shorter about a year and a half oh nice okay uh, great to make the switch and you know the academy was really at the at the heart of it um my uh, original reason uh for for signing up at the academy was uh to take the boot camp program and mm-hmm. uh, you know i had had some hands-on experience just doing a number of home remodels over the years um, but no, you know, no formal training of any kind. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, um, I wanted that kind of hands-on background to kind of inform where I was planning to go in my career, which was project management. But, mm-hmm. um, but I wanted to have a, a better understanding of, um, you know, how these homes were actually 
literally put together um, yeah. before you know moving in into that project management direction and so that was the original impetus and then while I was uh, wrapping up boot camp the academy um, entered into uh, the partnership with the Aurora Community College um, and really beefed up its um, superintendent and estimating certificate programs. And so mm -hmm. I rolled in, into those programs, did, uh, did both of them. And, uh, and you know, the overall um, combination of those three things, the boot camp, the estimating, the superintendent program, filled in so many, um, you know, blanks and gaps that I, I had in, the, in my background in the industry. Um, gave me a much, much better idea of, you know, what I was getting into um, before I, I irreversibly committed to, <laughs> to taking the leap. And, yeah. um, and it was great, you know, not just the, the material, but making the, the connections with faculty and, and mm. other um, students in the program, you know, they're, they're such a diverse group of people that go through the mm -hmm. academy. And so, you know, there were a lot of folks uh, who would come up through the trades, were working for production builders, you know, who had, um, you know, really deep knowledge of the business, but were looking to step into a new role. And so mm -hmm. to get to know those guys and learn from them, get that experience, build that network, um, it was, it was just a great opportunity. I mean, I, I loved coming to those classes. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that's great. Uh, so practice law, you said for 28 years. Yeah. Yeah. And so just reminding everyone, what's the education looks, what does the education look like to get into law? Yeah. So it's an undergraduate degree and then three years of, of law school. And mm -hmm. then really your first three years of practice, if you're lucky, you spend those under the wing of a more experienced attorney. Um, you know, I, I think you're not a fully functional attorney until you've been in the practice for about four years. And, and okay. at that point, you're really in a good position to head out on your own. Um, mm. And I worked with large um, international law firms for about the first 12 to 14 years of my career. Mm -hmm. um, and in that context, I worked with very large uh, developers and production builders on the West Coast. And it, you know, it was a, a great education in that end of the business, you know, learning, um, you know, land use and that very early kind of site development process um, it was very law intensive, um, environmental mm -hmm. studies and all that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, that was my first exposure to the business. And then working for that same client, um, I went on to do some uh, defect work um, for them and started mm -hmm. getting more of a hands-on understanding of, uh, you know, how uh, structures are engineered and constructed, where things can go wrong. Um, Southern mm -hmm. California, not unlike Colorado, has a lot of um, troublesome expansive soil issues. So I learned a lot about soils mm -hmm. and foundations mm -hmm. doing that yeah. work as well. Yeah. Well, that's perfect. So, I mean, because as you were practicing law and interacting with these various pro construction projects, you had this appeal to do project management and you've had quite a bit of exposure to a project management looks like and even did a bit of project management as a lawyer in a way 
Yeah, you you definitely cross that line. And particularly uh, when I moved to Colorado, I started working with smaller uh, builders, um, guys who are doing, um, oh, you know, smaller condo developments in the mountains, um, custom home builders uh, along the front range, um, and also representing people in defect litigation against um, some of our, um, you know, production builders and uh, and custom home builders, almost all related to soil engineering issues. Um, yeah. And, but yeah, with those smaller builder clients, you, you absolutely do play a more intimate role in the, in their operations. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really where I, I got a taste for it. You know, I really yeah. found myself saying, gosh, why, why am I just not doing this? well what i like about that is that you if someone were to just simply hear an attorney is going to become a construction worker if they hear that they're they're like what how that's a pretty major change (laughs) um it sounds like one anyway and 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 yet they the two in in your career path have been pretty interrelated but you got a chance to really get a good taste for what you might rather be doing than whatever it is you were doing yeah for sure um and you know so in that in that sense you're absolutely right it wasn't you know like a complete 180 degree different career path it was you know more sort of you know veering off a, a little bit uh, you know in into the crossing the line into the business side of, of Mm -hmm. clients that I had been working with. Um, although what I, what I realized, uh, you know, about 24 hours into, uh, sitting down at, at my desk at, uh, Schneider building company was that, you know, what I, what I had come to, to be familiar with as an attorney was probably about 10% of what that, job as a project manager really involved and you know but what and so you know having the the background and some of the vocabulary and understanding of how you know projects progressed and obviously everything that i'd learned at the academy was enormously helpful in making that transition but you know i i will say for people who are making you know really a a completely radical like i i've never thought of construction before you know and now I'm thinking about it it's it's absolutely doable I mean it's you know because so much of what allows me to um, do well in in my current position is just the experience of working as a professional for you know 28 years and Mm -hmm. and I think anyone who's making kind of a midlife career change you know has that um, that benefit. And it's, you know, it's not to be underestimated, knowing how to conduct yourself mm-hmm. in a business environment, how to, mm-hmm. you know, communicate effectively, um, you know, knowing how to manage any kind of project, right? You, mm-hmm. you bring those skills with you and right. they're enormously helpful. Right. That's great. I mean, I love that. I think, I think when you get more towards the middle of your career, you know, while you may make, as I'm also familiar with, this major career shift that's daunting and scary and exciting all at the same time, you also bring a set of skills and hopefully a maturity that you didn't have when you were in your early 20s 
um, that can make a shift like this a little more doable. Yeah, I was uh, I was 24 years old when I sat down as an attorney for the first time, and I I remember thinking it it <laughs> I remember this so vividly. It was three o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm sitting at my desk in this you know huge law firm, and I'm thinking to myself who the hell hires a 24 year old attorney you have to be out of your mind you know and oh man and i'm happy to say i didn't have that same moment uh switching over in, into the project management side of, of construction i felt much more comfortable transitioning okay. into that new role that i did starting out as a as a brand new uh, attorney back in the day <laughs> Yeah, well, they call that imposter syndrome, where you feel like, <laughs> I don't belong here. Someone made a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Good, good. Well, so what, uh, just rewinding a little bit, you got some exposure to construction, and you decided, man, maybe I want to do this instead of what you've been spending most of your time doing. What about construction, building homes or building buildings, um, appealed to you? Sure. I've, you know, since I was a kid, I've always been fascinated with how things are constructed, how they're put together, what makes things work, what's, you know, what's under the surface mm -hmm. of something, you know, how do you, how do you make something, you know, that, that's been a feature of my personality for as long as I can remember. And, you know, to my parents' dismay, I, I you know, was one of those kids who was always taking things apart around the house <laughs> and, you know, putting them back together with, probably varying degrees of success. <laughs> um, and, you know, when I was uh, thinking about what to do as a professional career, I, I thought of going into architecture for a time um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and ultimately decided not to go down that track. Uh, so, it, you know, it's, it's been kind of a background interest for, for a long time. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then seeing it from the business perspective of my of my clients, you know, it, it's a fun business. It really is. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, there's, there's such a cast of characters that you work with and manage, um, you know, in a, in a general contractor role. Um, you know, there, there's so much variety in, in the trades that you work with in terms of skill and quality and demeanor. Um, you know, it's, it's just this crazy slice of humanity that you interact with. And, and then, you, mm -hmm. you know, you layer in the government bureaucracy and contract negotiation and, you know, dealing with the, with the bank, depending on your, your role. And there, there's just so many aspects to the business that are just kind of fun and interesting yeah. and engaging. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's cool. Yeah, I found that just even I, I, I find some very attractive things about just the nature of who chooses to build of the kind of people who choose to build. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just they're, they're a really great group to work with. I've really, really enjoyed the opportunity myself having come from more white collar type background before. I grew up in blue collar homes. This is, this is my world as far as what I'm familiar with. But, but uh, being back in, it's just been great. Yeah, and you you will never find a more optimistic uh, group of people than you know builders <laughs> and developers, right? Because their their entire livelihood, right, depends on things getting better and booming and growing, and, right? <laughs> right? I mean, that's that's the whole underlying premise mm -hmm. of it, and yeah. uh, and it's just it's great energy to be around. Yeah, that's all. I I agree, and I find that even with the students that are incoming, because I as a as a student recruiter, I'm I'm primarily 
interacting most with students who are coming into our program, not necessarily going out. Uh, but I find even the students that are attracted to uh, take our training and to consider the construction field are some of the most optimistic people out there. Um, yeah. Right now we're dealing with, we're, we're recording this right now, um, beginning of April, and then we're in the middle of the, the COVID crisis and people are losing their jobs and it's a very difficult situation. We just launched an online version of our boot camp, which takes out a key component, the hands-on training. We, we yeah. are forced to take that out. It's the main reason why people are attracted to that program normally. We took it, taken it out, and still had, in just a handful of days, 60 students sign up for the online version of the program, when many of them out of work, just still really just plugging forward and super excited to be a part of it. Wow. That's and that crazy. just seems to be the nature of the kind of individuals that work in this industry. So. I'm excited to be a part of it too. That's cool. Good. So tell, so you're with Schneider right now? I am. And what's your position there, right? The present? I am a, a project engineer. And uh, so at Schneider, we, we differentiate uh, in the project management side of the business into um, kind of two areas. Our project engineers are um, principally focused in um, what's called buying out the project, getting all the subcontractors in um, and uh, under contract and on schedule, <clears throat> and then running down all the loose ends that invariably crop up while the project mm -hmm. is is being constructed. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and our, our project managers, on the other hand, are focused much more on the finance of the project and the budget. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, managing that aspect of it, which is a, you know, a whole nother uh, skill set. And mm -hmm. so the, the plan at Schneider, if all goes well, is, um, you know, I'll continue to get my feet wet on the project engineering side, but I'm assuming, you know, every month additional finance related uh, mm -hmm. chores. And so I'll transition into uh, uh, more of the project management work and less mm -hmm. of the project engineering over time. Although I have to admit, I think I'm, I'm going to miss the, uh, the project engineering piece. Um, cause it, <laughs> gotcha. it's, uh, it is very fun. Cool. Um, oh, that's awesome. I do nothing like waking up and just enjoying going to work. Um, you know, that's cool. Yeah. And it's, and I gotta say, I got very lucky with Schneider. It's a, it's a great group of people, you know, cool. really a that's pleasure awesome. to work with. So you started with our construction skills boot camp, which leaps right now is a 16 class program, either two nights a week for eight weeks, or where we have an accelerated version, four afternoons a week for four weeks. We're doing a three week online alternative that was just launched last week because of the COVID-19 situation that we're in. Um, and that's a lot of hands-on training, a lot of like kind of nuts and bolts of construction. You had mentioned that you had done some remodeling work before. Um, what do you say was helpful about getting some kind of hands dirty, hands on type work with that? Yeah, I, so um, it, this the the real kind of proof in the pudding piece for me was um, I have a, a friend uh, in Denver who is about my age um, and uh, spent the bulk of his uh, professional life as a custom home builder. Um, and these days he's kind of winding things down, just, you know, building a few projects here and there. And mm -hmm. he was doing a small project for himself down in the Springs. Um, it's, he had a little rental property down there. He was going to scrape it and put two new structures onto the lot. And so he heard what I was up to and he said, Hey, you know, two people could really 
build these things. He's like, let's just, <laughs> let's go down to the Springs. Let's just build, let's build a couple of houses. Nice. And so I got down there after the foundations had been poured and we went, you know, from the foundation up to, you know, roof decking and siding. And, you know, the moment I walked onto that site, I, I knew everything I was looking at. I, I understood the foundation uh, system. You know, I, I, you know, I could see where um, the utilities had been stubbed up. I, you know, I knew they were in the right place. I could recognize that although we had, you know, two relatively small structures on a pretty small lot, they had two different foundation systems. And I understood, you know, the reason behind that. And, you know, and then as we, you know, put this thing together, um, you know, everything made sense. The sequence, you know, I knew mm -hmm. the sequencing, I, I knew the terminology, um, you know, it was, a, it was a huge confidence builder. And, yeah. and you know, and then when I joined um, Schneider, right at, at the end of uh, working on those two homes with my friend, um, it was the same uh, experience, you know, to be able to look at a proposal uh, from a subcontractor, read it against the, the blueprints, you know, be able to make sense of that, be able to see if the scope and the proposal tracked with what was in the plans. Did we have any gaps? Did we have any overlap, any extras? You know, it, it all, all of that fundamental um, knowledge was, was there. And, um, and I, you know, wouldn't have had that without the Academy. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's great. On that Similar note, if we were, if, if someone listening to this were thinking about a major career change, if they've got a lot invested into another career, so if they've got education, time, yep. seniority, and the, the pay raises that come with all that, yep. and they're looking at a major career shift, and they're thinking, I really want to do this, but the one thing holding me back is the pay issue. And like, yeah. I could be, I could be starting pushing a broom, you know, with a, with yeah. a fresh out of high school individual. Yeah. Um, and how in the world do I even pay my bills? You know, sometimes you might have a spouse in the house that can help carry some of that, or um, maybe you can simplify your entire life, live out of suitcase, but you know, just how, how do you, what, what how would you say, Two, there's two questions here. One is, how would you how would you address that issue for someone who's nervous about that? And then secondly, how did you how would be the best road towards getting into a better pay situation, knowing that you might take a cut initially? Yeah. What's the most rapid way to get to the to a better spot? Yeah. Now that that's a that's a great question, and and it was absolutely a a major concern of, of mine. And, you, you know, in, for me with, at that time I was, you know, starting to ramp down my, my practice. I had uh, been, I had built a small law firm with two other partners. We'd, we'd grown the practice up to 10 attorneys and, or 10 attorneys and support personnel um, over a period of years. And it, you know, it was doing quite well. And, and as I got ready to make this change, I, I left the, that firm that I had started, um, kind of downsized my practice to a solo practice, um, cut my overhead dramatically. And with the plan being that I would, you know, ramp that down over time as I got closer to completing um, the education through the academy. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, timing wise, it, it all really worked out quite well. I think I had 
two clients um, that I was still handling a couple of matters for um, mm -hmm. when I started with Schneider and, and about two months in, I'd wrapped up those, those uh, two matters. But, you know, what, whatever you're going to do, whether you're, you know, working for a, for a company where you can, you know, make the change, you know, more abruptly, you don't have to wind down existing clients, you know, like I had to do. Um, I would say, you know, focus on, on the numbers early on, you know, get your, mm -hmm. get your head around that because mm -hmm. it will alleviate a lot of anxiety. You, yeah. you know, you, you have yeah. to know what, what you're getting into and what you're dealing with, what your overhead's going to be, how much of a cut you can take. And, you know, for, for me, one piece that I guess kind of turned out to be fortuitous was um, I went through a, a divorce in, in 2013 and, and downsized into a condo. And mm. then as I started kicking this idea around, I didn't take, I didn't upsize again. I just kind of kept, yeah. you know, kept yeah. the, kept the overhead low and, right. Right. Um, and, you know, started making a plan. Uh, mm -hmm. And you absolutely, it's, it's inevitable that you're going to take a cut making the change. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, but, but, you know, what I told myself was this change wasn't really so much about the money, you know, mm -hmm. for, for a guy like, like me, who's, you know, well into a first career that's, you know, long and, you know, fairly successful and lucrative. Um, you're, you're not making the change to try to make more money. You're making the change because you want to change and, right, and that right. change has value, you know, you, and if you don't feel that, if you don't, you know, really feel that in your bones, then it, you're, you're probably not going to be happy. Right. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. you know, so I went from, you know, fancy office environment to what my daughter describes as, you know, you work in a garage um, because, you know, Schneider's, um, you know, Schneider's infrastructure is they build lovely things for other people, but boy, they keep it really, really lean in their own shop. And so it's, it's, it's pretty rustic, right? And, um, and I couldn't be happier, you know, it's in terms yeah. of a workplace environment, it's the happiest I've ever been. And yeah. you know, that makes up for so much. And mm -hmm. yes, I did. did I, I absolutely took a significant pay cut to make the change. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, and I, and I think you were alluding to this when, when you make a, a change, having come from a background where you've got a lot of experience in some other field, it's easier to, to move forward. Um, mm -hmm. in your new profession. It just mm -hmm. is. You're not learning everything from scratch. You're, right, you're learning right. the specifics of your position, but you're not learning all that stuff about how, you know, how do I do well in a, you know, in a corporate environment? How do I mm -hmm. interact with clients successfully? How do yeah. I, you know, massage this vendor to, you know, salvage a relationship, right? You've got that whole skill set and, right. and employers recognize that and they value it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so your, your career path, you may absolutely start out in the same place as, you know, some 24 year old, um, you know, which, which is in fact the case at, at Schneider. I, um, I think I was with Schneider about six months before we hired in a, another project engineer who is someone who, is you know a few years out of college and comes from mm -hmm. a, a project management background in in the finance industry, mm -hmm. um, and you know so if if you're if you're a kind of status driven 
person, right? That sort of thing can can chafe, right. right? We have the same job title and we're, you know, we're working in the same, you know, part of the shop and, and mm-hmm. you know, but, I'm, but you got to be confident in mm-hmm. what you're bringing to the table, which is, it's, it's different. You know, you, you can't underestimate the value of, you know, 20 some odd years in a, in a professional right. environment. There's, right. there's a right. whole set of soft skills that come with that, that translate yeah. into, into any, you know, career environment. That's huge. And I appreciate that you said that employers notice that, 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 you know, someone that's nervous about getting into this, one of the things that should comfort them is that they've developed a a massive skill set already that does translate to this job, even though it doesn't seem like the professions are anywhere near each other. Um, You know, I think that's really important. That's good. Yeah. It It sounds like, go ahead. Yeah, no, it, it, it does translate. And uh, yeah, I I won't repeat myself, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely, the sort of thing where, uh, you know, someone who has, you know, been seasoned in a, in another career, you, you kind of learn how to learn new things efficiently in a, in a way that somebody who's just starting a career, you know, doesn't, you know, you're someone who has been a professional in another context, even in a new context, will look at something and they will see, okay, this is what matters. This is, in, this is what's important. You know, you can, your, your background and experience allows you to hone in on those things. And, and I think learn more efficiently than yeah. people who are just starting out. Mm-hmm. I, that's great. That's awesome. And I just want to highlight something else too. If you, if you missed it, I'm sure you didn't, but anyone listening, um, you had a plan. You had a two-year plan that ended up being shorter uh, yep. than you had originally planned. Then you did some math. Pretty, it's 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 yep. somewhat basic math, but do do a little bit of math. Absolutely. Um, I think that's huge because sometimes you know, especially when we think about career shifting or going into a new field or changing your life, we think about you know this whole fantasy of walking into your supervisor's office and take this job and shove it, and I'm just gonna. I didn't decide until this afternoon that I was going to do this and now I'm doing it. And there have been people that have done that. And actually there's been some people that it ended up over some poverty type situations ended up working out. (laughs) It can, it can work out that way, but normally you have to have a plan. Um, Yeah. I mean, it certainly allowed me to rest easier at night. You know, I mean, there, look, I'm not going to lie. There is a lot of anxiety associated with making this kind of change um yeah. there there is and and there is absolutely mm-hmm. a chance of uh of it not working out you know right. i mean that is a possibility you 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 gotta i think you gotta come to terms with that on the front end right you you mm-hmm. gotta say all right and so what's my plan if it doesn't work out you know right. what's right you know where where do i go there because you mm-hmm. you gotta have some kind of a fallback plan because you just don't know you know you don't know when you get out, what the market's going to look like, you don't know if you're going to be in the middle of a crazy pandemic, for instance, or, (laughs) you know, but, but even if it's not that, you know, you could wrap up in just in time for the next, um, you know, minor ordinary business correction recession, right? Where Mm -hmm. things are, Mm -hmm. are tightening up and not hiring. And how are you going to get through the next six months, you know? So, Yeah. yeah, I'm all about, 
having a plan. That's good. That's awesome. What I, what I love about that too, I love you acknowledge the, the uh, element of possible failure um, because that's a real possibility. It really might not work out for anyone who's doing this kind of thing. Uh, but what I read over and over again in a book I read when I was making a similar career shift, it's a book called uh, When to Jump. Have you heard about when to, do you ever heard that about the book? I haven't, but I, I like what it suggests. Yeah, it's called When to Jump. It's a collection of stories about people who have made major career shifts. Um, and they're all different kinds of career shifts. It's just fascinating to read. And the gentleman who wrote the book, he put these collections of stories together, but he himself had a story of going from being a top financial investor to being a professional squash player. Um, pretty major shifts, as you yeah. tell. And uh, he wrote about his own story, as well as all these other individual stories. And then the, the main thing, kind of the main takeaway in the book was, have a plan here's how you can do it you, you it can be done it takes it takes uh, a level of a high level of risk it takes um a lot of planning it might fail but it's worth it um and his thing he kept bringing up over and over again in the book um the risk of failure if you really want to do this and you have this you know kind of real strong desire in your heart to do this. He said the, the risk for, for, for those of us who do this, a risk of failure is not nearly as traumatic to us as the possibility that we would be too old to make this shift and keep asking yeah. what if we did it? What would have happened if we did it? Yeah, that really resonates. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Good. I, I'm really glad you did this, and uh, and I'm uh, really glad you shared all of this all of this with us. What are some just kind of parting thoughts for anyone who's considering this kind of career shift, or up against the challenges, or just also just some thinking about construction and and entertaining that possibility? Sure. Uh, you know, again, I I think I, I'm always a big picture optimist, and uh, e you know, even in times like like this where there's a lot of uncertainty in the market. Um, mm -hmm you know, and, and questions about what, what's this industry going to look like, you know, six months, nine months, a year from now. Yeah. Um, there, there may be some rough times for sure, but you know, it's always going to come back. We, we as a species are, we are builders. We're always building, you know, from, from time immemorial, right? People want to build and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and in this environment along the front range, we are on the on the cusp of what I believe is going to be, you know, years of explosive growth yeah. from from the springs all the way up to Fort Collins. I think that whole front range corridor is is just going to keep filling in. And obviously, mm -hmm. you know, there's pros and cons to that. But as a builder, it does mean there's going to be work. It, it's going to be there. And so, you know, short short term, it may be kind of rough, but I think long term, it's a, it's a great business to be in. And, yeah. and if it's something that appeals to you, if, if your current career just isn't doing it for you anymore, or maybe it's never done it for you, you know, or, or you're just, you know, getting kind of restless like I was, if it, if it's really speaks to you, um, then do it, you know, like as far as we know, you get, you get one shot at it, right. You might as yeah. well, um, you know, be happy and, 
or do your best to, to be happy. And I think uh, mm. you can get there with, you know, you don't, it's not necessarily just a huge leap of faith. If it's a, a career that really captivates you, um, you know, make a plan and, and go for it. Because, uh, you know, for most of us, the worst thing that happens is you, you lose, you know, maybe six months, nine months of momentum and you, you go back to doing what you were doing. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, it's not, yeah. it's not the end of the world, you know? Um, and again, I, I think that's a, an advantage of the midlife career change is that while it, it seems daunting and dramatic and it, and it, it can be, um, you've also got this huge, um, you know, background uh, life that you can retreat back to if you need to, right? You've got all of your connections, you've got all of your relationships, mm -hmm. you've got all of your relevant experience. And so, you know, maybe you got to back off and step back in your old life for a while, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that, that was my plan was, yeah, all right, if I got to go back to practice, you know, you know, I fire it back up and then, you know, try to time it again. Um, so yes, there's risk, but you know, it's, it's, it's not like a moonshot, you know, like mm -hmm. you're, you're, it's not, it's not irreversible. It's not catastrophic. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, maybe it takes a shot or two before you find the right landing pad, but yeah. Um, but it's so, it's so worth it. You know, the, the payoff is great. Yeah, that's, that's good. Good, great, good. Well, thank you so much for everything you shared with us, James. This has been wonderful and uh, really appreciate uh, the opportunity to get some details on how it's been going. And, I, and, uh, and um, we're so glad you're at Schneider and we hope that continues to, to work out. And thanks for being a part of this. Um, it was really my pleasure. And, um, you know, again, I have nothing but good things to say about the Academy. And, and uh, so any chance to stay in touch and help out, I'm happy to take it. Thank you so much. Thank you. You have a good one. You too. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to our second ever podcast on the workshop. If you have any questions, just contact me at Brian, B-R-I-A-N at C-O, homebuildingacademy.org. Also, please do subscribe, share, review this podcast so people can find us. Thanks so much. You have a great week.